everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. That's how you do it, Bill. Episode 144 for August 8th, 2018. This week's top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. Not bad. Scott do it, Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, <laughs> Shane Bronson, Keith Decent, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Mike Jeffcoat, Jim Bashirs, Brad Dudenhofer, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I Said Too Much, John Made It, and our newest Patreon, Barry Custom. <laughs> That is money well spent right there. Go fight win. That's right. Now, that probably is not his real name. Uh, if it were, that would be very, very cool. Oh, if his last name was custom. very custom. Yeah. Someone so, someone asked me uh, uh, if, if uh, Sway was my real last name on a, a YouTube comment, Uh-oh. which it's not. Right. And, and they said, what's your real last name? And so I wrote back. I said, well, you know, you're correct. That was a stage name that I picked up. I started using as a teenager. And even my mom calls me Tim Sway now, you know, so I just keep going with it. I said, but actually my real last name Vance uses. It's Maker. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought you were going to give it for a second there. I was like, whoa, this is a lot of disclosure. Like, I was like, yeah, Sway really works well for this whole, you know, YouTube thing I'm doing. But my real last name is Maker. Right. My name is Tim Maker. Tim Maker. Yeah. But, yeah. But I don't want to change that. That just doesn't work. It just seems, you know, <laughs> contrived. Yeah. Into, yeah. You know. It doesn't really fit. It yeah. doesn't really fit what we're doing, you know. Square peg, round hole kind of scenario, <laughs> you know. So what's, hey, we just had like a whole intelligible conversation for a, a good two minutes without any interruptions or weird clanging noises or cigar box guitars plucking. What's happening? Uh, apparently dreams do come true. That's what happened. <laughs> Uh, but uh, in all seriousness, uh, Bill is uh, spending the week with his daughter, and we are thrilled with for him and uh, and for her because he's an incredible person, and uh, and he deserves this time off. So hope he enjoys it. Yeah, yeah, that all that stuff, and we're thrilled for us too because it's giving us a little bit, a little a little Phil and Tim time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's yeah, let's enjoy it. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna breathe it in. Also, the air does seem cleaner. If I'm being honest, <laughs> a little bit, which is strange because we all telecommute. Right. Know? Still, you can <laughs> smell the Cheetos and LaCroix. <laughs> hey, but speaking of distant, a podcast, uh, where were you last week? Last week I was in uh, Las Vegas. Thank you for that segue. I actually uh, was texting with, uh, with Braxton and uh, I was supposed to meet up with him, but like, it's so hard to do these things when you're exhausted. Like you... Get to these showrooms at eight o'clock in the morning. You're done at six thirty. You go out, for, you know, take customers out for dinner till ten thirty at night, and then you're like, "Okay, I guess I could do it do again tomorrow." Yeah. yeah, I'm like dead. So I was I was there for a long time. So I figured I'd have time to get together with him, but um, it just was not a thing. It was mm. just too hard. And I apologize, Braxton, because I know I reached out and I said that I would, but uh, I will be there again. Actually, I won't be there in January because the brilliant people at the Canadian Furniture Show made it the exact same dates as the Vegas one, so I have to go to the Canadian one. I'll be back next summer. So, okay. So there's that. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, What are you working on, Tim, would you say? Um, 
Uh, I was on vacation. I just got back Another this afternoon. Vacation. I believe it was my first since about 1986. <laughs> so another one? Yeah, I know, I know. I'm so greedy. But um, my uh, yeah, my family and I went to uh, a cottage uh, that is in my wife's family, like a cousin or something owns this cottage, uh, you know, in Rhode Island on the shore there. And mm-hmm. uh, so we went there for a few days. We try we try to go every year or so. It's been a couple of years since we'd been. Um, I am half Irish and half vampire, so I don't really do too well on, on the beach. Uh, but that's why the cottage does kind of work for me because it gives me a place to hide. So I got sunburned, and and then I managed to you know pick up a little bit of a cold on the last day. But other than that, my it, it, we, we survived, and my family had a, had a good time. I just got kind of beat up a little bit between the sun and the and the germs, but uh, but it was good. It was good. The kids had a good time. The water was nice. So I haven't done any work, and I need to get back to work tomorrow, uh, and you know keep moving. Awesome. I'm glad you got That's, some time off. Well deserved. Yeah, no, it was it was good. I wished uh, I wished I handled it a little better. But I had some kind of weird reaction to the sunscreen. Like I put sunscreen on, but then it was like a like it didn't work. I had I was allergic to something in it or something, and then everything just went south inside the stat of the sun for the next day. You know what was the SPF? Was but, uh, it like two? Maybe it was no. Like it was like four, it was it was 45, but it was like there was something in it that like started making my skin break out and stuff. It oh was not. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a good day. Okay. But, uh, well, no more yeah. buying sunscreen at the Dollar General. No, that's the problem. Is that it wasn't? It was uh, it was like some fancy like hippie brand, and that's you know I'm like uh-huh. my wife's like, but it's all natural. How could you be allergic to? It? It's like you know pollen's natural. <laughs> I'm allergic to that too. You know, <laughs> so there's just some some weird you know eucalyptus or whatever in there that just my Irish skin didn't like. But, right. Uh, you know whatever. Okay. So that that's I haven't been working. I have, I actually haven't been working for the first time in a long time for a few days. Hmm. I um, if you're asking me what I'm working on, which you didn't, but you ought I didn't, to. I didn't think I needed to. Yeah, well, it would be nice once in a while. Um, hey, I'm I'm sorry, honey. Hey, hey, you know, Phil. it's not what you said; it's, it's how you what said you it. Did. Yeah. Okay, okay, and Phil. You, yeah, what are you working on? You know, funny you should ask, and I'm glad that you did. Uh, I've been doing some seeing, 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 uh, because I have oh. like a an order of. 20 rolling trays and I'm between traveling I sort of have to cram in like these crazy sessions of doing it and uh, and last night I took some glued up panels out of the clamps and I was sending them through the planer and uh, my wife bursts the garage door open she's like well you woke up the whole house because it's 930 and that's the loudest Mm. machine ever so I had to stop planing with the planer immediately and uh and I had to start doing it with a hand plane. Just, I wasn't trying to get it perfectly flat. I just needed it to be able to sit flush and to be straight enough. Because once it's cut out, like you can't really tell whether or not it's been yeah. if it's coplanar. You know what I mean? And let's be honest, the people using a rolling tray aren't going to be exactly the <laughs> the strictest of critics. So, in the meantime, uh, I got super frustrated and I gave up last night. Once I put the first, uh, I guess. Uh, board and I, I screwed it down onto the CNC bed and I zeroed out my 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 planes in all three you know X Y and Z and then I went to go run the program which I've run you know like 20 times already and all of a sudden it started biting like way way deeper than normal and I was this is crazy and so then I I brought it back zeroed out it again moved it a little bit over because then it would just cut a little bit to the right because I do the cutout first, and then I do the pockets. And it did the exact same thing. And I was like, okay, you know what? 
I don't need this. So like one of those moments where you just sort of like drop what you're doing, stop working out of frustration and take a breather. Yeah. So I did a lap around the shop, which took all of two seconds. And I went back and I took a look at the stock that was sitting on the CNC bed. And sure enough, it was kind of like rounded over at the end. Yep. So that I was yep. zeroing lower the high than point. most the low of point, the stock. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, you know, when, when you're, when you're, when you go in too deep into material, the router can't handle it and it just starts to stutter and it just, you know, it goes off its course and that's it. It's finished. So this, this board that I hand planed for half an hour to get flat enough to work, I just didn't pay attention and I should have zeroed it to the middle as far as height and then brought it back. And anyways, so yep, I did yep. none last night is what I'm trying to say. I did yeah. I did no CNC last night. You can CNC while the children are sleeping. That one's fine. Uh, but the planer is way louder. Well, you could just set up a simple tool path to plane on your CNC. I know, but this was like, it'd be a lot. It took a long time. Because you can only do have, shallow passes, right? Uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, you rough it in with a hand plane, right? And then you can drop it on there. And it's actually an interesting, because then you just run it manually, right? If you, uh, you can do it manually or you can just, you just, you use uh, Vectric, right? Yeah. So you just draw, draw a square and then go to your pocket tool path and just make, like draw a square the size of your rolling tray. Right. Right. And just make a tool path in that square that's a pocket tool path so it clears the entire thing. Yeah. Use the biggest, biggest bits you have. Yeah. And, uh, and make it, you know, you know, 0.05 inches deep or whatever it starts or 0.1 inches deep, you know, however much you need to go and just walk away and just let it go back and forth and. And huh. level the whole thing so you have to have one side flat the side that's on yeah, your tool reference bed right you have to or and if it's not flat then you would have to shim it so it doesn't move and under the pressure of the router just like if you're running through a planer right you know if you need to you know shove some shims on or whatever so if you have two sides that are uneven you can shim one of them yeah flatten you know flatten the one side then when you flip that side that you just milled over now your other side is you know it's going to be you have a flat side on the machine and you can just clean that one up too and you can do it manually or you know i used to do it manually because it was fun yeah <laughs> but now I don't. I don't want to sit there. I can't believe that, so. you needed to tell me this. Like I feel pretty stupid right now, to be honest. Well, no, because no, that's why would I mean you have a planer and it's because your planer's it's, way it's faster. Like a planing sled. Yeah, exactly. But you, you know, your your planer's way faster, yeah. and that's what you use. That's what you've always used. Why yeah. would you think? But that's one of those things, and that's why we have these conversations and we share on the internet. And, and because I didn't know to do that either until I saw someone do it. You right. know what I mean? Like, wow. I'm like, oh, that makes perfect sense. That's so silly. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. I guess I know what I'm doing tomorrow night. Hmm. Yeah, if your kids are, I mean, I remember because you know I started my business beneath my, you know, my bedroom, you know, and my, my son's bedroom too. And uh, I remember many a time that I'd like wheel the thing out. So I'm like, I just gotta run this one board through. And I run the board through. And I see my wife just like banging on the window, like flip me the bird. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? The kid's sleeping. You know, like, no. you know, napping or whatever. It's like ah. How much quieter do you think those like those real? planers are like not the lunchbox kinds that you and i have but like you know the real ones oh like the big machines like but they make uh, them in 13 inch also so it's not necessarily the size but they're floor standing and they, they're belt driven and, and they've got like real motors on them not these incredibly loud universals well i think i think belt driven instantly makes it quieter right and the motor because uh, this motor yeah. screams yeah because these motors are high rpm yeah like like um like ten thousand rpm yeah almost like uh uh, angle grinders where it's like you know you can take a you can take a Chevy 350 and strap it to a couple of belts and power one of these you know bigger things you know yeah. what I mean but um I would choose something different maybe a Prius motor <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, just stay current. But uh, but yeah, that's so that's that's the big thing right there. She just under that screaming, yeah, like electric motor. You know. Yeah, I just don't. I couldn't. I couldn't justify the dollars. Although I probably could find a good deal because that's usually what I do. Mm. But the floor space, I don't know. I don't really have it. And to be honest with you, I've been talking with my wife about our. Are we talking about our topic yet? Or anyways, we can still talk about this. I've been talking well, about my wife you, about. You segued in, yeah. So, you know, our topic is CNCs. Continue. Well, our topic was addition by subtraction. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Same thing. Uh, which is a double entendre because we're talking yeah. about additive and subtractive manufacturing, which is 3D printing and CNC. So right now we're talking I about. Thought CNC. We're, I thought we were talking about how much better our podcast is since Bill was subtracted this week. <laughs> that that is also the secondary meaning. <laughs> Uh, and I enjoyed that you said that and not me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, but my wife and I have been talking about, uh, building a shed in the backyard and moving all the shop stuff from the garage to the shed. Yeah. So I've been sort of exploring options and, uh, and looking at, uh, like, Costco sells sheds, right? But then it lands up yeah. being like a plastic shell of a shed, and that's not going to be good. So then I was looking at maybe framing it myself, or you know, or a shed person, like they, you know, they're, they're shed companies that build these yeah. things. So I was looking at it also, but then what I'd want would be a fortune. So I probably end up having to build it myself. So it's 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 interesting because that's sort of the way we're talking. Maybe like a ten by twelve foot shed or something. So then I would really have to plan it out ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. I have I have built a shed in my property about six, seven years ago. Yeah. Um, I think it's ten by twelve. That's pretty small. Um, but but I, but I, you know, there's obviously there's there's things you can do, but but it's you can build it. Like it's it's not hard. Yeah. You know, um, just you know read read a couple or read <laughs> watch a couple of YouTube videos. But um, what I did is a uh, what do they call it a woodshed frame. So it has a one slanted roof instead of a peak. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's it's about six feet tall in the back, and then eight feet tall in the front. Ah. Um, uh, but you would want to go a little higher than that probably, but uh, because then you can yeah. get all the storage up there. You go like seven and nine or something like that. But um, and you can have some nice storage up there. Well, you want to be able to know, have eight foot and- boards. To be able to carry them in vertical or stack them if you want to do it like that, right? Right. So yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Just make it eight. You could go eight to ten, even give you yeah. a little extra height. But but you're gonna the the big thing that you'll notice in Canada is you know, yours is in a basement right now, basically, because it's a garage that's attached to your house. So you're you're getting heat from the house, and it's it's uh, concrete, right? Mm, my my garage has industrial tile, and I have baseboard heaters in the garage. Oh, you have heaters in the garage. Yeah, you're gonna miss that real fast. Yeah. Well, I'll figure some out heating there. solution out. Yeah, but I'll definitely have you know, to insulate it because it won't be yeah. usable in the winter if I don't insulate it and yeah, heat exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but exactly. you know what? It's an exciting thing because, and like, I don't know if this is nonsense or if I'm actually going to do it, but it's sort of exciting to think about. Okay, so I'm going to build this, and I'm going to run electricity to it. I might as well run 220 to it, which would be yeah. which would be great because then I'd rewire my table saw to 220 or maybe even upgrade the table saw. You know, I could think about that. Yeah. Uh, but it means that I'm not in the house, which means that I could be louder and I could do things and, you know, it lets me, and yes, I'd probably have to get rid of my big, huge table saw wing because I wouldn't have room yeah. for it. Uh, yeah. But it's all these things, you know, like it's different. It's new. It's a challenge. I have to think about the layout of the shop and it's just something to, you know, that we all sort of thrive on biting our teeth into. Oh my God. Yeah. Building your own shop from the ground up. Yeah. Super exciting. 
Yeah. You know? so. I thought about that too because I built a shed successfully and then I thought about maybe building another shed on the property somewhere. And well, we only have a half acre, so there's only so many outbuildings you can start stacking yeah. up, you know. But um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I that's still something I want to do. I mean, I've always wanted to build my own, you know, house or workshop or something like that. Yeah, you know? I think it'd be really cool. So yeah, uh, I'm taking it seriously. Excellent. And uh, saving my dollars for it because I think I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll come up and help you do it, and I'll I'll offer you a discounted rate. By I mean, I'll work for Canadian dollars, you know. Okay. <laughs> could talk about it because i think that would be cool for content yeah yeah it would be we could do uh we could do podcasts from the shed <laughs> i think they'd end up being pretty sheddy <laughs> <laughs> okay no it's interesting though um it sounds like it sounds like a, that that'd be probably good for you next with all the stuff you've been doing around the house too building decks and yeah you know Honestly, yeah. I, I wouldn't say this if my wife were around, but I, a lot of people from work follow me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Women, and we have a lot of women at the office, mostly women, uh, have been like seriously flirting with me because of this. Like they see it, they're oh my God, wow, you built that? Oh my goodness. And I'm like, okay, simmer down. And I have to like walk around with my ring finger up, married, yeah. back up. It's been. You saw the, you know the Portlandia bit. Yes, yes, I do. Because <laughs> that's what you sound like right now. Fall apart. <laughs> <laughs> that is by far my favorite, but it's really and the only can, one I've seen. He but. could make a crib for the baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's just nothing is ever going to top that skit. Yeah, the woodwork. Yeah, it's pretty funny. That might be my pick this week, just because I'll have to find that link and put it in the show oh my notes. God, it's so funny. And yeah. then, and then he could build all the furniture in the house. And then he shows. Okay, this is a toilet paper holder. <laughs> it falls. <laughs> It could also double as a jacket holder. Um, oh, yeah. oh, and the, and the and other thing did. He's making the noises, too. Is he's, he's, like, holding a piece of, like, two-by-four against yeah. the and going, <laughs> <laughs> Nobody other than Fred Armisen could have done that. Oh, I know. Okay. I'm sorry. Go on. The other thing is I did is I'm clearing out a space, or I already did, in my furnace room for an electronics workbench. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I threw out... Oh my god, so much junk out of there and like I try the only thing I was able to salvage out of it the old owners of my house had piled up in the furnace room all of these screens from windows. I don't know what windows they belong to, but they're none of the windows on my house. So <laughs> I had to chuck those yeah. and put them into the recycling cuz they're all metal. Aluminum, yeah. Yeah. Got, got uh, money the, for the those. The frames are steel. So really? I have a feeling they were probably even gone before the recycling truck came. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh like posters and stuff and there were some light like fluorescent light covers they used to make them very ornate back in the day so this was like all oak with like slats and stuff anyways <laughs> I, I tried to take it apart to see if it was worth it i was gonna get nothing but like scrap pieces out of it because it was the way it was yeah. glued and put together I was like, okay this is going in the garbage but i was able to take the um the diffuser off and i'll be able to use that on some led projects which is good uh anyway so I cleared out a whole space there, and I'm going to paint the wall white and see if maybe I can make a little electronics workbench slash YouTube studio in there for doing some electronics videos. Cool. Cool. So that is uh, additive? I don't know. Anyways. That's maybe additive. that's addition by, maybe that, that is literally addition by subtraction. I'm going to add by having cleared out all that crap. Yeah. So that, that works for this topic. So I don't feel bad about saying all that stuff. Okay. All right. Well, what is the topic? You want to explain it? 
So, uh, well, addition by subtraction. Essentially, what we're talking about is the new manufacturing, uh, 3D printing, and CNC. So, additive manufacturing means that you are creating from zero. So, you're adding plastic to create an item. And subtractive manufacturing means that you are taking away material to reveal the finished good, which is like CNC. You're, you've got a block of wood, you're taking away until it reveals the thing that you wanted. Right, but specifically, since this is the Reclaimed Audio podcast, it almost takes that first half of it right out of the equation, the additive method, because we're reclaimers, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you, how do you see uh, additive manufacturing in you know the world of reclaiming i mean obviously there's they make the Fil- recycled plastic yeah, filaments that, and stuff so but, I, that's what i was thinking i was thinking yeah, recycled that's filament. It. right that's really it well, whereas with whereas with subtractive you can take just about anything and reclaim it and subtract from it right you know? yeah hmm. i'm trying to think of like because it's not just sort of what we see right now that is you know like these desktop three uh 3d yeah. printers they're also yeah. printing houses and they use like these gigantic essentially uh construction site setups where they're printing houses with concrete so yes that's yes. additive manufacturing and concrete a lot of times is just is just made from ground up old concrete on yeah, a big Port- scale portland cement and some rock yeah you know? and yeah all you need is aggregate and like you said the cement mm. and it gets interesting yeah so you know, it's bound really by only by our imagination and as far as we can push technology. But there was also a thread that I was reading on Facebook, some of our friends, uh, somebody, uh, and it's private, so I don't really want to say who, but somebody who we are all friends with uh, was mentioning that he was thinking about going back to school and totally changing career paths from what he's on right now, which has nothing to do with this, into additive manufacturing. And I was wondering, you know, like, what's the state of the industry right now? And is this something worth going into? Like, is, is that where the future is going? So the overwhelming consensus was it's not for, like, large-scale manufacturing runs right now. It's really more for rapid prototyping. But the technology is moving in the direction where it will make more sense. And certain things can only be made through additive manufacturing, things like turbines and monocoque parts. So... Um, even though, and my comment back to this was though, even though we don't know what the future holds for this, you will be growing with the industry and riding it, you know, as, as sort of the yes. wave crests and moves across. So get in basically now, and who knows what it'll turn into, but you'll move along with that industry. So, you know, and, and truthfully, the reason we're talking about this stuff is because uh, this is where an injected artificial yawn would happen if Bill were on the show. Exactly. We wanted the opportunity to do this without the right. injected artificial yawn because I find this type of thing interesting. Uh, likewise, sir. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe maybe all our listeners are yawning, but too bad. That's what you get this week. <laughs> Suck it, bored listeners. Yeah. We're not doing the show for you. Yeah. We're doing it to spite Bill. That's right. <laughs> it's important in life to have good reasons for things. Yeah. I've seen uh, additive machines that uh, weld. Right, so they're stacking metal, like in, you know, like in a mm. welding process, yeah. which I thought was pretty interesting. And I did see that concrete uh, pouring machine, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. Um, but you know, sub- subtractive, and you know, like the type of person I am, you think you know, like like positive versus negative. Like the idea of additive manufacturing is appealing because you're not there's no waste, right? It's all right. In, in essence, there's yes, no waste you're right. because you're no, taking. No, you're right. But but um, you know, subtractive is the tried and true means of manufacturing and right now the, the cutting edge technology that does have its place is you know cnc uh 
subtractive type of manufacturing in the, in the technology that's going on there, which you and I are both now dabbling in mm-hmm. and learning. But you will be dabbling that, with a new form of it called lasers. Yes, I guess I can say that now. It's because uh, it's in the mail. So I've been talking to a, a laser company called Thunder Laser, and uh, they make industrial <laughs> lasers, but they have one that's more like the a smaller scale. It's still, I think, larger than I was expecting, and I'm a little nervous about it. But uh, So I have a laser coming to me, and I'm going to be learning about uh, lasering, which is, again, as a reclaimer, like I am super excited about just like with the CNC machine, I was like, oh, what can I stick in here and cut? You know, now it's like, what can I stick in here and burn? <laughs> you yeah. But you can cut too. And, uh, because- oh, yeah. Yeah. The one I'm getting will cut, I think, up to a half inch. Um, really? That's a lot. It, well, at least a quarter inch. A quarter, a quarter inch. inch. It's, a, it's a 40 watt. Yeah. 40 watt laser. Yeah, maybe it's only a quarter inch, but it'll it'll cut. But the thing that's cool about it is if like, have you ever seen uh, when they do anatomy, like they'll cut slices of the brain, right? And then they'll stack it. That's the yeah. You know what I mean? Like when they've done those things where you sort of design a whole, let's say, a skeleton, and then you just laser out the parts, and then they sort of fit together like one of those big puzzles that you could buy. Yep. Those so those are the kinds of things that you can be doing also with it, which are people don't really think about because they think, oh, it's a, it's a laser, it's two D. All you can do is engraving or whatever, but you can do crazy three D things that sort of fit into each other with a laser. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Just by taking slices and I mean you can do that with the CNC as well. Um, But there's something about the, the. yeah, the laser lends itself to those nice, clean, thin cuts. And what what I was interested in with the lasers, where the CNC is lacking, is the detail. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can use a, a fine point view, but, but even just like we were talking about, when you're working with wood and reclaimed wood, and and nothing's ever perfectly flat. I mean, you can take your time to make it perfectly flat on the, you know, like we were talking about lovely on the CNC machine stuff. But then to get that level of detail and the wood splinters and this and that, but with a laser, I mean, you can do very high resolution oh, yeah. gra- graphics and images into wood much quicker mm-hmm. um, and without having to do spray paint to infill and sanding and all that stuff. And so I'm, I'm excited about it to, I want to start incorporating that into my guitars instead of like right now I'm doing all of my, my logo work and whatnot is getting, you know, carved into the guitar. And if I can take the guitar body and, and put it into this machine and, and do it that way. I mean, the sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. What I can do for for design and engraving and whatnot, you know, engraving all my fingerboards and stuff. So I'm I'm super excited about learning this technology. And it, you know, it was only like three years ago, or you know, maybe four years ago now that I was like, oh nope, that's not handmade. You know, that's not making. Like I was that guy, and uh, I just um, I've really fallen in love with it. Uh, I I I'm gonna have to make room for this thing, and I'm like gonna have to wheel out one of my old tools. Mm-hmm. Like, what you do know, you think like you're I'm, gonna uh, get rid of to make room for it? Curious. I'm not going to get rid of it. I'm just going to put it somewhere else. Um, but I haven't used my lathe in a long time. Yeah. No, I'm not going to sell anything. What, um, what haven't you used? Sorry. My lathe. I haven't used my lathe in a long time. Hmm. And, that, and that's like Vance loves that tool. And as he gets older, he's going to like, he hasn't been too, too into the shop lately. But as he gets older, he's going to want to get obsessed. You hang on to your lathe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it's like right in prime real estate. So I'm going to go push it into the other, the unheated bay. Right. of my shop I think and build a table cause I'm gonna have to, but then the other thing with the laser is that I'm going to have to bring it home in the winter because my shop gets cold hmm. and I remember uh, DeResta had his laser in his shop not too far from here over the last winter and the laser cracked from the oh, cold yeah. makes sense so uh, do you do you do this uh, do you assign feelings to inanimate objects yeah I sometimes be like I'm putting the lathe out in the cold I feel bad for yeah. this guy, and I sign like I anthropomorphize everything. I'm like, well, I haven't used him in a while. He probably feels bad. I should probably use him. 
it's crazy talk, obviously, but oh yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, it's not not everything, yeah, you know. But things I th- I guess things that you care about, like uh, you know, yeah. they become. This is my first. You know, and really, what you're doing is you're reflecting your own. Oh, it's like, a own totally emotions. a projection, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Pets for a lot of, I mean, really too. That's what we're doing with pets. Pets could really care less. They just get to feed me. <laughs> well, the the pen. Do- cats are will you? Dogs are yeah. Dogs, dogs are a little different. But. Uh, well, they treat you as the alpha male of their pack. Yeah. So it's yeah. really it's a different scenario. Yeah. But cats, I agree with you, are worthless animals. But it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> not exactly what I said. But well, close enough. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue. <laughs> Uh, I don't know okay. where I was going with that, but that was funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so we both have CNC machines, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and what I like about it is that it's once you've sort of done the work once, which is designing the part, you've done all your iterations, you've all your test cuts. Yeah, you've done and everything right, and then yeah. you've got a product right. So I make these these stupid rolling trays right. Set it and forget it, except for this last time, obviously. But if you if you set up your material properly, set it and forget it. And it's like, I think we've talked about it before. It's like another person in your shop, like, working while you can do something else. Yeah, once you know the file's okay, you can walk away. Right. And, and uh, yeah, there's there's that aspect. Of it. I was actually just, I've been working on a little video. I was making some new products for my my Etsy shop. Yeah. Because I... Because it's like I hadn't. I did a video like six or eight months ago where I did that. I made a bunch of buttons and little like ten dollar, twenty dollar items, and it, that's the idea. Is like I, I got mad at myself that I hadn't gone back and done that in like six or eight months. It's like I need to be doing this like once a month. I need to design like four CNC products yeah. that I can put in my Etsy shop and just continue to just build this catalog and just have these files on hand. And I'm, you know, I almost, it's, it's, it's just like you know every every Monday you check your Etsy thing. It's like, oh, okay, I got to print one of these and two of these and you know or whatever. And then with the laser machine coming in too, like I'm gonna, I want to huge because I don't I don't put a lot of effort into my Etsy store, but I, there's but I if it's there and if I have if I have 400 products in my Etsy store, right? You're gonna get traction. And I, and I'm not going to carry. I don't have to carry any of them besides the first one I, I make for the photo. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's that's it. And yeah. so there's like no overhead, and the files are just saved on my hard drive. And and so that's the idea is that they all have to be simple products. Like they can't be things that are going to be time consuming that require a lot of handwork. You know, right? Um, like I don't know if you saw the picture of the bowls. I, I took Andy Berkey, um, made this really beautiful bowl by hand, like in this like sort of Zen yes. Japanese style. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it and I said, I know how to do that on a CNC, um, which is amazing for anybody who's known me all my life to be like, what? Who just said that? You know, <laughs> but, but I know how to do that on a CNC. And sure enough, I did. I did it. It took me about 15 minutes to create the file. And it took me about less than an hour to cut the bowl. Wow. And, um, and it's nowhere near as cool as Andy's, of course, because Andy's is, you know, nice, beautiful, yeah. handmade, you know, craftsmanship and stuff. But it's awful darn close. So I can undercut that sucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, take it. Uh. Yeah. Craftsman who's been doing yeah. this for his whole life. Yeah, who fifteen deserves minutes. The paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I, was, I did a you know I did that, and then I've been making some silly little signs and stuff, just so you know all simple things like drop a. But I don't want it to all be signs, right? Because that's like everyday. Oh, CNC, you can make signs. It's like well, there's so much more you can do. So, but I want to create products that are flat, or they're two or three simple components that I cut them out and I assemble them, like we were talking about. Yeah. So it's not like a lot of hand work you know, afterwards. And that's how I see like that. Not that that's why I have the CNC. I have the CNC for all the creative fun things I want to do and making guitars and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But 
while it's there and while I'm finishing up the work that the CNC started, it should be just printing money for me. It should be earning yeah. its keep. Yep, it's taken up a big spot on my bench. I mean, it, it needs to, you know, it needs to be running. So those, uh, how many items do you have created CNC-wise for your Etsy store right now? Uh, I don't know an exact number, but it's probably like 30. It's like, they're all like, just like, I have a bunch of buttons I made. They're just simple graphics. Okay. Um, and uh, the, the buttons are like 3D carved. I wanted to make them have that kind of brown button shape. So they actually take some time to carve. So they're not money makers. I mean, the machine's running for a long time to carve them, even though they're small. Um, but then I have some signs that are simple 2D cuts that are pretty quick. I have a couple 3D signs. The bowl is, you know, less than an hour. Um, so have you sold any of these? Are, these? are they making money for you? Well, the the not in a while. Okay. Um, I had a little I had a little run for a while, mm-hmm. and then and then that and then that sort of petered off. And that's why I was like, oh, I need to do some new stuff. I need to keep going. Fresh. And so what'll probably happen is when I release a video about this, I'll sell a couple to some video viewers, right. maybe, and that'll hopefully put it out into the algorithm. So then people who don't, you okay. know, do you know who I am. when you factor in your pricing? And this is an interesting question, I think, mm-hmm. which is a compliment to me. Um, <laughs> do you factor in consumables like the bits into your price meaning if you figure for every 15 that you do you'll break a bit is that part of your calculus uh not as scientifically as it should be yeah um because i i don't i haven't made 15 so i don't know okay i don't know how many you know but but you have a pretty good understanding like if i'm using a v carve bit and I'm carving a, an eight by ten sign, and there's seven words in one picture. I'm gonna do a lot of those out of that bit. So yeah, the V cards that, I'm not super worried about. I'm thinking more like like yeah. when you're doing those coins that are 3D carved, and you have to use like the the thirty second. I don't. Inch. I don't sell those. Okay. <laughs> those I make for me, you know. Okay. That's like so. Yeah, what's I'm the most selling. delicate bit you use for production? Um, well, I do use that thirty second bit for the wood uh, buttons. Yeah. Not. Not the brass, right? And so that that's you know that's not too big of a deal. It's not too too heavy on those. Yeah. Um, in my guitars, I use a point zero two zero end mill to cut the fret slots. Point zero two zero. Okay. Yeah. Zero two. Two one hundredths of an inch. Yeah. And that's wow. um really tiny and real easy to to break just zeroing it out. I've broken one just zeroing it out and I slipped. You know, just boop, and uh and then it's you know it's like like 20 bucks. You know what I mean? It's not cheap. Yeah. Where do you, you get know, them from by the way? Um I bought some on eBay, but I just got new ones. Um I'm going to make a video for Do you know Tools today? Yes. Um they they you know they sell router bits. Yeah, yeah, they're they're huge supporters of the community on Instagram. Mm. And uh and I see them all the time. Like everybody's photos I look at on Instagram, I always see tools today and they're listed as someone that, that liked them. And I'm like, and I just like, you know, so I'm checking out their site. They sell everything. I bought from them in the past. And, you know, and I was like, these guys are awesome. So I just wrote them a message. It's like, hey, I had this idea for this guitar. Would you have any interest in sponsoring the video? Yeah. And they're like, they're like, yeah, but I want it. We want it on our channel. So I was like, all right, what the hell? I'll give that a try. Okay. So I'm going to make a video for their channel. Um, and they just sent me a bunch of new router bits, which is amazing. Like all these, like they're like way better than the cheap ones I've been buying. Yeah, they're good ones. They're like uh, Amana and uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I can't remember the other. Brand, most of the ones I remember. I think most of the ones I got were Amana. Yeah, yeah. There's the, the I got the, a bunch of the coded ones. I just opened the box the other day before I went on vacation. I haven't used them yet. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm gonna start that build. 
Hopefully, I'm gonna, I might start that build this week, actually, because I've got other stuff. I'm waiting for some wood to come from a kiln, and mm-hmm. and, uh, and then things are going to get hairy, and I have like all these deadlines that are going to start stacking up on me. So, But I'm, I'm excited about that, because I haven't built made a video for someone else's channel before. Mm, that is cool. So, we'll see how that, see how that goes, you know? Yeah. Um, I almost so, had that done. I made a video for, yeah. for Milescraft. And then, uh, and then they didn't, they didn't like uh, it. Didn't want to post it on theirs because they didn't like the plans that I had done. Mm. Oh, the cart. Yeah. 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 This is not a plans thing. It's going to be showcasing. Yeah, the tool. Yeah, yeah a, for sure. Yeah, the tool. So I don't have to worry about that. But it's uh, what I'm, I'm making is a uh, a guitar. I, I got ex- I got the idea from my uh, well, a buddy of mine was demoing a house mm-hmm. or, or you know rehabbing a house, and um, they had a butcher block uh, kitchen counter. With the sink in the middle is like th- uh, forty inches, a, a stainless steel sink in forty inches. Mm-hmm. So it's like an eight foot long counter, and I got the whole thing. And out of each side, I can get a guitar. Each side of the sink, okay, a one piece, a one piece guitar. Um, so it's gonna be, it's gonna be a headless one. So all the tuning pegs are not up on the left hand side where they usually are. They're gonna be built into the bridge down on the right hand side. Um, it's it, musicians know what they are like there there's a few brands out there that do this so that's the only way i could fit it onto my cnc machine mm-hmm. um and so it's going to be just i'm just going to take a big piece of counter maple hard rock maple counter drop it in my cnc machine in two-sided 3d car of a guitar wow um so and then uh, you know the fingerboard is going to be separate and that'll get glued on obviously the electronics and stuff will get put in but it's going to be just one solid block of countertop hopefully because if not Tools today is going to be pretty PO'd. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you sold us a package here, Sway. <laughs> but uh, I think it'll work. You know, I'll, I'll, you, know you, you always find a way. But um, I'm excited about it. I've been want, I've, I bought the parts like months ago, but it was a kind of build like I was just like I needed a sponsor to do it. Right. Um, you know, so. Well, that's we'll going to be an awesome project, and I'm sure they're going to be very happy with the outcome because it sounds really cool. Yeah, and now what I'm th- I'm thinking about doing out of the other side, I'm thinking about doing the same guitar for my channel, but by hand. Oh, that's clever. All hand tools. Hand and like deliberately router. make it way crappier? Uh, you can only well, do no, these I mean, with these CNC right. tools. <laughs> Our amount of tools from old, only from those. <laughs> no, I was just thinking about because I've, uh, I'm putting up a video about guitar making because um, you know, like a Q&A thing yeah. and I've had a lot of people ask me questions about that and so I was thinking it'd be cool to do like a basic tools guitar build sure. but this again is something I gotta find a way to fund you know like uh, maybe I can get some hand tool company to fund I don't know but it's just Stanley. the amount of time that would take so like Stanley we'll see yeah <laughs> <laughs> alright anyways we are way off topic are what we are we talking about I don't well, know well I just I guess we're just talking we're just talking about right. CNC and guitar how is that off topic that's yeah, on topic that's true well, but that's but that's my example of okay to bring it into topic subtractive at its best with reclaiming taking a kitchen countertop that was about to be thrown out and obviously you could save that and make cutting boards out of it or whatever but I always find that to make something like a guitar you know from from trash is like super sexy I love that you know Are you kidding and so like the idea like I just I I saw that countertop and I said I want to just like have the, the scene at the beginning of the video is like, hey, I think a guitar lives in this countertop. And then just, just the whole transformation of that, like, and yeah. hopefully use some of the stainless steel on it and out of the sink, and, you know. Very cool. be cool. See if I can use the faucets as tone and volume knobs or something. I don't know. <laughs> it might be a little gaudy, but yeah. It might be work. a little big, yeah. I actually yeah, was, so I was taking apart a pallet last night, and uh, so I used the crowbar thing that I showed you. Yeah. And it was easier, except... All the nail heads, when I used, I tried to, 
pry them out of the runners because it, it, it was all hardwood pallet. It was uh, yeah. uh, maple slats and red oak runners. So I'm trying to take the nails out of the runners because that was I really wanted this chunky oak. And all the nail heads kept popping right off and leaving yeah. a little bit of the nail. Yep. So I was super frustrated because that's the thing that I wanted and it would have been way easier to just... Anyways, so um, I'm just going to have to slice it up because all, all to say is that all of my uh, rolling trays are reclaimed. So some of them, because there's way too many for it to all be coming from the one source. So some of them were some of this pecan from this old desk that I took apart. Some of them are... Uh, some of them are oak from this. Anyways, I have a whole bunch of different sources. Some are maple from something else. Uh from this coffee table leg thing. So I was really excited to be able to put this together, but now I'm just going to have to sort of chop it up and glue it back up into different parts to try to make enough material to continue making these boards because I, I kind of sold them a bill of goods on Reclaimed and uh, yeah. I really just want to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's too bad you don't have this eight-foot piece of countertop that I have. <laughs> that would be pretty sweet. <laughs> You'd be done already, yeah. Well, that, actually, but, uh, that was the good thing about that desk that I put together. It basically was just perfectly milled material already and just had a little oh, yeah. finish on it. Yeah. So I would just cut it into 8 inch by 10 inch, put it on the CNC machine. It cuts its thing out, done. I sand off the finished, done. But now yeah, this that's most- the best. Yeah. Oh. Best is when you find a, uh, a dining table on the side of the road that's like real hardwood, even if it's just poplar. I mean, Ugh, love whatever. It. Any, any dining table, so you've got a, a four foot by whatever foot flat hardwood surface ready yeah. to go can't beat that just sold another so why- rolling tray on etsy right now look at that oh yeah great <laughs> i was thinking about oh, making cool. one when i was making all my because i was like oh i just i just cut out undercut andy berkey i was like i think maybe i'll make one of these uh rolling trays see if i could corner phil pinsky's american market you, but i didn't do it almost all of mine get sold to the u.s but um yeah. uh, go ahead un- undercut it by all means i will continue to jack up my price i was like do you want something crappy by tim sway for 20 beans or do you want to pay 50 dollars for mine <laughs> for something crappy by me correct <laughs> correct yeah no, I, I was I I was gonna look at yours to see if I could think of some spin to do something different or whatever, but I just I was like ah, I I got I got too busy to keep going down that rabbit hole of Etsy products. I got to put it off for a while. So, it's but, um, truthfully, if it's done properly, hmm, yeah, I'm not doing it properly now that I think about it. I'm not uh, I'm using the wrong bits. Basically, now that I think about it, now that we talked about how to use the planer, it got me thinking like the pockets I should be doing with a much bigger bit there's no reason to be using an eighth in uh, i mean a quarter inch bit for the inside and the outside yeah i'm not doing this right i could be speeding up this process big time well um can you yeah can you put a half inch yeah call it on your router it, on your it cnc has. yeah it, uh, right no, i gave you no, one I can't with use it. a half inch it's a quarter inch but a quarter inch can use a half inch bit well, you could get yeah, you could get a half inch. Um, I don't need a half inch shank. A quarter inch shank with a half quarter inch with a half inch would speed yeah, up my like by double. Because it doesn't have to be an end mill. You could just get like a router bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, doesn't need to yeah, be. Oh a yeah, no, absolutely. Bit. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. You should ask the only the only thing that that becomes a problem because you're making they're just rectangles, right? On the inside, well, one's a circle and and yeah. two are rectangles. Well, circle's no problem. Yeah. And then the rectangles, the only thing you have to do is you just have to adjust your corners to be a half-inch yeah. um, fillet, they call it. Yeah. Right? Which is, you know, who cares? And uh, just because it won't be able to make a quarter-inch turn right. through there. Yeah, I don't think so, anybody would care. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, no, it's not even it's not even noticeable anybody besides other makers, you know. No. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, go for it. Interesting ideas, because I was just well, that's like with my guitar making, like I, I all my roughing, I use half inch because I'm doing 3D carves, so they take forever because it goes over every inch, and so I use half inch bits for everything I can. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Interesting. I've never really had the conversation to sort of think about being more efficient about it because it takes about half an hour to do one of these stupid little trays. And, and you know, just and when we talked about the about planing on the on the CNC machine, I was thinking, well, why would I use the quarter inch bit? I'd use a much bigger bit for that, maybe even a three quarter oh, inch yeah. cutting yeah. regular CNC. Bit. And then I'm just thinking now, well, why would I do the quarter inch for these pockets? They make a um, I have for leveling my work surface. Yeah, um, it's an inch diameter. They make them up to like two, three inches and yeah, stuff too for big, big machines. Yeah, exactly. I have a one inch one. Yeah, um, that I use to level my machine, and it takes a long time because mine's two by three. Yeah, but that's fine. You know, something like that would even be that wasn't expensive, and as long as you're taking a small bite, it'll be fine. Hmm. Lots to you know. think about, listeners yeah. and Phil. Well, here, um, the other thing with your with your file. How are you cutting the pockets? Because, you know, when you re- create your toolpath in Vectric, mm-hmm. um, you can decide whether you go back and forth, you start in the middle and spiral out. It goes into the um, middle and spirals out. You could try going uh, back to, back and forth. Yeah. Um, y- you can change that setting. You'll see it on the right-hand side if you yeah. go through all the options. Try going back and forth, and then there's a there's a time calculator on there, so you can create a toolpath, and then you can click on... And, and it's always completely wrong. Oh. <laughs> but um, it's because it's based on things that are like not you'd have to I don't know how to set it to make it accurate to the speed and feed or whatever but but you can look at it and, and just compare the two times if it's faster spiraling out or going back and forth yeah um, you know little things like that hmm. and then the other thing you, you know you can group tool paths yes yeah so you don't have to like start the next one over right yeah. well the only time I don't group is when I'm going to do a tool change yes exactly you can't group a tool change right yeah yeah, but sometimes I don't group the final cutout uh, because if you group, it'll sometimes it'll mess up the order. It might do the final cutout first, yeah. and then it'll fly free or something, you know. But I, yeah. I keep it as two paths. I do like the pockets, and then cutting out. I keep them as separate. Yeah. That way, I can. I, I honestly, I do the cutting out first. It leaves a couple of tabs, so it's not going anywhere. Actually, I don't even go that deep because what I end up doing is cutting the end up. Americans say end up. I end up. Yeah. Uh, just. It goes down maybe three-eighths of an inch as far as cutting out the tray, and then I run it through the bandsaw, and I cut it out, and then I use a flush trim bit on the router table because I find that's way faster. But see, again there, that's that's one of those things. But It's not way faster because it's time that you're doing something instead of your machine doing something. Yeah. If, if you take the time to set it up right with the right tabs, then you don't have to do any of that, and all you have to do is just, just use the I'll router tell you, bit. I'll tell you why I do it, because my material off. is not uniformly thick. Yes, that is a big problem with reclaims and CNC, and you run into problems like that with. Sometimes I have yeah. to plane down a little bit more or less than so. Right. When I'm cre- I, I didn't want to have various files for this, so I zero once, makes the pocket, cuts out enough of a cutout that I can do my bandsaw and uh, and, and uh, flush trim bit thing. Yeah. And still work with anywhere between half inch and full inch material. Gotcha, gotcha. That makes sense. What's your um, what's your outside shape? Is it a rectangle? Yeah. Like a rounded off rectangle. Yeah. Because I'm just wondering if you could, if you even could cut those by hand first instead of a different holding jig. So you put the, it's already cut out. And then like sometimes on my machine, I'll, I'll do like, well, you can do like a wedge, 
you know, to kind of you have like four walls that yeah. fits in tightly and like a cam clamp. You can do things like, yeah, exactly. You can do stuff like that. Or uh, I would. The thing is, is like doing it this way. Make sure that it's doesn't matter how I put in the material as long as it's bigger right, than yeah. it's gonna yeah. cut it perfectly straight. Yeah. No, you're right. That's probably the best thing to do. I tried doing it the other way. Mm. It would. It got all messed yeah. up, and then I had to land. Yeah. I, I I end up gluing on more wood so that I can add back material because I it cut off center from where the pockets were. It was a mess. This is this is the best way for this. And that's one of those things that people that don't work with the CNC or or machining and stuff. You you always hear the people talking about like oh holding it down, holding it down. You always just like who cares? What's the yeah. big deal about holding it down? Until the first time you have something go flying off your CNC machine yeah. at you, you're like oh yeah. And like and then like you you're like well you designed this file and you're like how do I hold it down? There's nowhere to hold it down. It's it's a real thing. I know? always uh, I actually have my my waste board which is clamped down to the table bed, and yeah. then which is bigger than my workpiece, and then I drill holes into my workpiece and I screw it down to the waste board. That's what I usually do, yeah. And yeah. in, in the waste, in the waste of my workpiece, right. I, yeah, I, exactly. I run, I run a screw in each corner, and then I have tabs when it gets cut out. Right. But when when you're doing the guitar fingerboards and stuff like that, and the 3D carved stuff, it's like in the next, it kind of there's nothing like because it's all contoured out, so there's really nowhere to put tabs. Yeah. So then I end up having to do like the hot glue or two sided tape and stuff like that. Right. But, uh, so hot glue works pretty good, you know, to just hold it still. And then when it does that, when it starts carving it out and it comes loose from the outside and the outside pieces start flying away, it doesn't matter because it's, you know, it's still down. Place. Yeah. 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 Hmm. It's a pain in the neck. But yeah, hot glue is, a, and then, yeah, <laughs> the other one is, um, I learned from, uh, run CNC, um, uh, uh, Weingrad, I think is how you pronounce his last name. And uh, he uh, taught me the instead of using two sided tape to use uh, masking tape yeah. uh, and then glue and it use yeah. super glue in between them. Mm-hmm. And that works so much better than two sided tape. And it's really two sided tape's expensive, it's not that much more money. Like, I also material. find usually two sided tape it has a little bit of thickness to it. Whereas, yeah, a lot of it does. Whereas yeah. doing the masking tape trick is basically almost flat because it's very thin stuff. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it seems to be flatter, right, and easier. Yeah, I, I mean, it always seems so the, wasteful. Um, the you know the double sided tape that people use for carpets, like the carpet stuff, has too much grab to it. And I've actually, when I've I've used it, it will, like, I'll pull off some of the veneer from plywood when I split the two pieces. Oh yeah. Maybe mine is just very very strong, but that's why I like that yeah. masking tape just sort of comes right off, but while on will hold very well. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it works really well. It's a good it's a good trick. Hmm. Look at that. I think we're at the end yeah. of this. I think so. Okay. Um, I oh, we have to do... Uh, yeah, I guess it's your turn because ah, I did one crap. last week. Okay, so. let's, let's choose one at random. <laughs> yeah. I cheated last week and I, uh, I picked one that was recent because I wanted uh, people to know that since we're doing this campaign that... We're not just reading old ones. Yeah, you know, we're also reading new ones. That's a good idea. That's a very good idea. <coughs> so you are suggesting that I, that I randomly choose a new one. I'm no. I'm just. I'm just giving you information. I'm not suggesting anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me just read a few ra- random here. <laughs> uh huh. Don't read. Don't pick the one I did. What'd you do? You did the uh, the culinary wor- worst arts? cooking, yeah, worst cooking show ever. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were gonna choose that. One. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I made it through half 
of the episode. That's how much time I had this week to listen. Yeah, you were busy. Uh, oh, crap. I think I already read this one. Never mind. I would have chosen that one. meant random, but... Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, no, we already read that one. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, good. Ah, here we go. Oh, did we read the one from Rody Jeff? I don't know. Yeah, read it. We'll find out. Yeah, it randomly came up. Um, I bought an iPhone just so I could review reclaimed audio on Apple Podcasts. A hundred percent of some doctors agree that reclaimed audio can improve your life and cure illness. Experts agree that it's a real podcast. Seriously, though, Bill, Tim, and Phil are awesome people discussing how to make cool stuff and be ecologically friendly at the same time. What more could you ask for? The man makes a point. He does make a point. We are definitely a podcast. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about the doctor thing, though. I'm not sure that's true. Uh, 60% of the time. Uh, it's true all the time. We, uh, yeah, 100%. 60% of the time is yeah, it's true. It works time. every time. Yeah. yeah. We should definitely look into that doctor claim, though, because that might not be true. Well, Canadian healthcare is different. Yes. It leaves no one out in the cold. Don't get me started. <laughs> You don't have to preach to me, buddy. All right. Um, what are you into this week, man? What's got you? Uh, what's got you excited? Um, I'm still very, very much into the electronic stuff. I've been like really like diving into it. Um, I uh, <laughs> today I was telling you earlier in the in the pre-show is uh, is August eighth, and today there is fifteen percent off basically everything on eBay. So I, I I bought a cool set of precision screwdrivers for twenty five bucks minus 15%. So uh, I had my eyeball on that. But I, I'm into like getting more quality tools because the, um, the iPhone repair kit that I bought online came with some tools and they worked. But you could tell that it was like really, I don't think they would last a second attempt at, at fixing a phone. So I really wanted to right. replace it with something cool. And, you know, so I want to spend a little bit of time on that. And so I've still been watching Great Scott, which is an amazing YouTube channel. Uh, Afrotech mods. Um, I, I've been watching a bunch of electronics guys, and I have a feeling now that we started talking about sheds that that's going to be my next obsession. This yeah, we're going to be watching a ton of shed videos. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, it's cool. I'm into it. Yeah, I'm into it. You? What's what's uh, what's got you? Um, my internet. S- uh, searching or parambling or whatever has a lot of guitar stuff has been showing up lately and um, my social media feeds and uh, there's one uh, Harmony K Conversions on Instagram and he's hmm. a, a luthier guitar maker guy but he's specifically interested in these old guitars that are made by Harmony and K and what these instruments are is they're basically they were like cheapo guitars and I make air quotes saying that um, they became popular after World War II what happens is all these guys came back from the war Mm-hmm. And they all wanted to buy motorcycles and play guitar <laughs> like that. You know, it was like this sort of like, you know, the second life kind of a thing. And um, so companies like Harmony and K, they used to sell them out of Sears and, and whatnot. And a lot of these guitars, they were never like professional model guitars, but they were really, really good. And they're all like really interesting and, and historically interesting. Uh, I have a couple. I've had a couple over the years. Uh, my first guitar is a, is a Harmony. It was a little child size one. Uh, that was old when I got it in the seventies and now Vance plays it still in tune, still got the same strings on it. It's ridiculous, wow. you know? Uh, and so this guy, he restores and converts and modernizes and does all this funky stuff, to these old harmonies and K's. And I've just been really digging it. 
Awesome. Uh, so that's what I've been into. Yeah, my main guitar that that I didn't make is a 1960 Harmony Meteor, and uh, oh, I and it's you I, mentioning that. I bought it for a hundred bucks, like about twenty years ago, from a guy. It looks like it was used for BB gun practice, <laughs> and I and I love it. It's just awesome. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Do you assign so that's it a personality? Do you anthropomorphize it? Uh, the the guitars. Um, yeah, the basses definitely because they're like the size of me, like my double basses. Right. Like they all have, they all have their own mailing addresses and stuff, you know. But, <laughs> but uh, and spouses. The, yeah, yeah. I mean, the guitars. They're um, yeah. I guess they do. I guess eh, I haven't played them in a while. He probably feels bad. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't play any of them in a while because I keep making new ones, and I'm, all my time goes into them. And so, right. And I'm becoming Ish. like I've got a I got a lot of freaking guitars right here. Now. You're becoming <laughs> one of those hoarders. Well, because I'm making them to sell, but I'm not really trying to sell them yet because I want to take them to the show, and, and then I've got all the other ones. And right. Yeah, it's it's getting bad. Okay. Problems. <laughs> yeah. First world problems. Yeah, Our channels. Exactly. On Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm Phil Pinsky. WilliamLutz.com. We'll plug him anyways, even though he's not here. Uh, TimSway.net and NewPerspectivesMusic.com. I want you to contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you guys. Info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at Reclaimed Audio. And what the heck, you can hit us up on any of our personal uh, you know, uh, social media platforms if you have any questions for us or anything like that. On iTunes, leave us those reviews and get an opportunity to you know, have yours read out loud. So we're doing the recent ones now, so that would be tremendous. And Patreon... .com. Do you hear my voice break there? I'm 38 years old. My voice still breaks. Patreon.com slash Reclaimed Audio, the absolute best way to keep at least two out of the three of us on the air at any given time. Um, <laughs> and also, every uh, every Patreon patron that signs up for even a dollar an episode gets access to the pre-show. And uh, that's something to witness. So I would definitely It's something all right. That was something. I'm not being yeah. very specific. And that's on purpose. The so, doctors agree. Yeah, it's something. It's something. <laughs> so, you know, uh, do yourself a favor and get on there. And on that note, uh, I guess have a great week, everyone. Yeah. Hey, I think we uh, wrapped this up on time, too. Hey. Because Bill wasn't here again. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone. Be good. <laughs>